This is the Hand Down Man Down Show on NBN Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hand Down Man Down Show. This is your boy Danny and Tim. We back online. Hey Tim, what's going on, man? Missed you last week. Yeah, what's up, bro? Chilling, man. Ready to dive back into this basketball talk, man. Sorry about that last week. It's all good, man. It's all good. Again, we got to give a big shout out to Rob Sonny from the Five by Five for coming on last week. You know, he was able yeah, to come on. That, Rob. Yeah, man. Definitely gave some real good insight on what on how the first week of the NBA was going on those first couple of days. You know, and then before we even, you know, get into it, if you can't, if you, if you want to hear more of the show, we are now on Nothing But Net Radio, which is a part of Dash Radio. So you can also get us, get some more of us on every Sunday. And then you also have us still, like I said, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, you know, most of, most of the good, most of the places where you can find and get your podcast recordings. But, you know, we're going, it's, it's, it's been a good Good first few weeks of the NBA season, bro. I'm telling you. Right, we, right, right. Yeah, man. I mean, before we jump into before we jump into what we got to talk about today, what, what's your what's your thoughts on how the NBA season's been going so far? Man, it's been going good. Actually, it's a lot of um, a lot of high scoring. Like that's actually what I've what I've witnessed like throughout the games that I've seen. A lot of high scoring. Um, just yeah, basically just a lot of high scoring. I like the um play of the rookies. I think I know um Trey Young had a thirty plus game. I like the play of Luka Doncic. Um man, it's a lot. Actually, it's a lot. I'm looking forward to yeah, the season starting to pick up and yeah, the rest of the year. What about you? Yeah, man. I mean, one of the things, you know, and we and we touched on it a little bit last week, you know. You know, I've really been liking how the rookies been playing so far. Uh, with you, it's been a lot of a lot of high scoring this mm-hmm. season to start out, which is very. I mean, it's common, but it's uncommon as to how high scoring everybody's been so far. You know, it's 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 kind of it's it kind of shows you how well teams are scoring, but it also tells you how like you know some teams aren't really playing that well of the defense right now, and. You know, that kind of jumps into the first thing we, you know, we're going to talk about tonight is, you know, what what happened to to defense these first, you know, two weeks. Now, granted, we had mentioned this a lot last week. This is the beginning of the season. So a lot of teams are still trying to fill out their uh, their players, trying to still fill out rotations. You're still trying to figure out, you know, how players how players are with each other. So it, we kind of get you know, why teams are doing what they're doing right now. Right. But, again, it's a lot of, you know, high scoring. Like, I'm look, I'm, I was looking at the stats earlier, and I'm noticing outside of Boston, which is, which is, hold, which is leading the league right now, holding teams to under 100 points. They're holding teams to 97.8 points a game. It's just the fact that, Everyone else is allowing teams to score over a hundred points a game, with the Wizards being dead last, allowing 124 points a game. Yeah, I was about to tell you that's that's un that's unheard of to me, to be honest with you. I mean, what do you what do what are you seeing? I mean, you've noticed all the high scoring, but what are you seeing on 
from how you see a team's playing defense so far? I just feel like um, it's early, so I I, I kind of give the team the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe um, maybe the rotations aren't there, or it's a lot of well, it's a lot of teams I say that are kind of like mostly new or has a, or have a new acquisition to their team. So I'm just maybe giving the benefit of the doubt that it's still early. So a lot of teams, like you said, are just trying to feel their way, you know what I'm saying, through the first couple of weeks. But um, Or maybe, you know, it's just like everybody maybe is just shifting to, you know, outscoring one another. We won't know until, you know, a little bit more into the season of how, how will it go? Will it change? You know what I'm saying? Will it, Will it change for the better? Will it change for the good? I mean, for the worse. But other than, I wouldn't say it's not no defense being played, but I think more teams are looking forward to outscoring one another rather than stopping them. To me, that's what I see. I can definitely see that. Like, because when you look, because when you look at some of the games so far this season. You know, it's again, like I said, it's they've they've been relatively all high scoring games. I mean, you know, I'll take, you know, take this, for example, the Lakers played Denver a few nights ago. Matter of fact, literally just literally just last night, last night. Right. Yeah. And. The final score of the game was 121 to 114. And that's just in regulation. Right. You know, the game didn't go into overtime or none of that. That was just in regulation. And even with that, they had an overtime game against the Spurs, you know, Monday night. That game mm-hmm. went to overtime. The final score to get a game was 142 to 143. You right. know. And I know and I know it's it's the beginning of the season. I get it. You know, teams are still trying to fill each other out. You're still trying to figure out what players mesh well together, how teams mesh well together on defense, how teams mesh well together on offense. But there's no excuse to allowing – now, yes, when the overtime – excuse me, there's no excuse to allowing 143 points in a basketball game. Yes, they're all right. professionals. I'm, yeah, I'm not taking – they're all professionals, and I'm taking anything away from them. But that's a lot, and yes, and that's a lot, and yes, that's that was only their third game of the season. Yeah, to piggyback on what you just said, um, the the Warriors and Wizards game um ended one forty four, one twenty two, and like they were already in the um they were already in the hundreds by like um I want to say like maybe five minutes left into left in the third, so. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of high scoring, but also on the back end, it's been a lot of you know lackadaisical lack of defense, um, or just people not even really trying to fill out you know defensive defensive um, adjustments. Because like even with the Warriors, like they're not the best defensive teams in the league, but you know it's very rare that they give up 122 points. You know, even with giving um, putting up 144 points, so. Yeah, that's just to piggyback on what you said. It's been a lot of high scoring, like a lot of high scoring. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not – like, again, I'm with you. I'm not saying teams aren't playing, you know, no defense. That's 
by all means, we're not taking that any, we're not taking that away from, you know, what, what teams are doing, you know, during the off season and how they're preparing for games every night, you know, during right. the season. It's, it's just amazing to me that there's there's so there's so many high scoring games this early in the season, you know, because I if because we can go back and you know it's yeah we're going back to like last season I get it, but when you look at last season, you know most teams weren't scoring this much right. at least at least in my opinion from what I was watching last year cuz especially not like within the, within the like within like the first couple of weeks either like you know like yeah like first couple of weeks. yeah I'm looking I'm looking at some of the stats from last season now and I pulled cuz it's one of the things I wanted to you know make comparisons to with how things are right now to you know I'm not I'm not going to try and and you know, sugarcoat how it was, you know, early in the season, because that's that's unfair. You know right. what I mean? But if we go back to October of last season, it was teams had teams that played pretty much around the same amount of games that we have right now. You look at, I'm looking you look at it and most teams played up to about about eight games in October last year. We're already at five games, and only one team in the in the NBA is allowing less than a hundred points around October. Around October last season, there were about seven teams that held their opponents to under a hundred points a game last season. You look at this year, it's at one. You got one team holding wow. their opponents to under a hundred points right now in October. So what's going on with that dynamic? Because now, yes, we do have to make sure we're still accounting the fact that new players, new system, new team, you have to put all that into consideration. I'm, right. I'm, it's just we were at this we were at this same threshold last year, and teams were not scoring this high this early in the season. But that tells you what what is going on on the defensive end, like. Have you have you seen anything that I'm not noticing? Yeah, like um, nah, like I just, I it's hard to like put a finger on actually what is going on, but I think like just I think mainly, my opinion, I think mainly it's like right now I think they're just like yeah, like the teams and maybe the teams are not or the coaches and players or you know they're just not keying in. You know, on those defensive matchups, not as just yet, because you know, like the 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 picture isn't even you know starting to get painted yet of who's going to rank where or where the standards are going to be. You know, so like I think once once the maybe like we get like a a solid month or two in, maybe we will start to see them teams that you know like 
last year held those teams under 100 or those teams that will keep the scoring up like you know like a like a portland like a golden state like um um even even the nuggets really um couple high scoring games they had last year mostly most of their games were high scoring so um i just think it's just it's just early so we're going to see a little different than what we've seen last year and then like the the play from the rookies and the new acquisitions that these teams have i think that people are just filling each other out trying to get the schemes and everything that was going on and i think once the season really kicks up we'll start to see you know those teams that um, like I said, are known for stopping teams or known for holding teams under this or, you know, holding that stat line that they um, are accustomed to. Yeah, I can, I'm definitely with that. It's, it's just, for, you know, I've, I've played basketball for so long and like one of the things we've, we were always taught, you know, even, even at an early age, you know, defense wins championships and yes, it's still early in the season. So I'm not putting a lot of emphasis, you know, on trying to say like nobody's playing defense right now it's just it's still early you know and i'm definitely with you on that it's gonna it's it'll it will start seeing the changes on the defensive end you know once we get later on in the season it's just it's it's just amazing to see a lot of this a lot of scoring like this really early it's it's good basketball don't get me wrong right right it's great basketball great basketball it's just it's if teams are really starting to make that move they got to start on the they got to start picking up the defense because you know we're getting to you know, this is a good segue because now we 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 mentioned the Lakers already if right. you look at their you know their stat line they are allowing 124.4 points a game that is that is good enough for almost dead last in the NBA Right. They are they're 29th in the league with Washington literally point one point behind them at you know 124.5. But with the Lakers, you know, we mentioned it we mentioned earlier the defense has definitely has to pick up. Uh that's one of the things I've noticed. You know, they're still trying to you know they're trying. They have no. They they're one of their their main things I'm noticing in the in the games they've played so far. You know it's been five games already, and they are really struggling with you know inside within you know trying to you know hold down the paint inside because they really only have one and one one real big fella in the paint, and that's Javel McGee, and he's right. having he's having he's having a good good start to the season if i'm not mistaken javel mcgee he's averaging about 17 points with about seven rebounds you know 2.8 blocks a game so he's having a he's having a good start you know defending the paint but once he leaves the game there's nobody you know lebron granted lebron is six nine al kuzma six and nine but you got you're trying to you're trying to you know build something. You got to get some size in the paint. Now, yes, it's early, so they will possibly make moves. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely notice that. Uh, what else? What else have you seen from the Lakers so far? Because they've, I mean, yes, they picked up a couple wins so far, but they still got some struggles to look at. What do What are you seeing from the Lakers so far? Yeah, from the Lakers, I just see, um, I just see like they're just it's like like with everybody else, it's just a filling out thing, like. Um, with LeBron being in the West, I know it's a lot of expectations for him. 
I'm sure he'll succeed everyone that's put in front of him. I mean, it's not like he hasn't already. Um, but I think that the main thing that sticks out to me about the Lakers, like you said, with the um, the fact about the points that they're giving up, every team that they've played so far has scored 100 points. Every single team. Like, um, and their worst loss was to the Clippers, and it was 103-87. But other than that, um, that was the – 87 has been the lowest points that they have scored all season. So I think, to me, of the Lakers, my biggest takeaway from the Lakers is just trying to feel, like you said, that defensive void um, at the center spot when um, McGee, when McGee goes out. And who will be their, their starting shooting guard? I think that they're trying to still feel that out. Like, um, Vance had a good game. Um, I know they're really high on Josh Hart. Um, and KCP has still been there. Um, to me, I think KCP has fallen out the race to be the starting um, shooting guard to me. Uh, I think that going forward, I think Josh Hart will be better at the, um, at the two guard, but starting Stevenson, I don't think it would be a problem either. So I think they're just in the fill out mode, trying to fill themselves out. But I also read that. Walton at their last team meeting was very high on them about being better on the defensive end. So I think that they are focusing on getting stops at the defensive end, but to piggyback on what you said, I just think they just need to fill that void, like you said, when McGee goes out, um, as far as finding a solid center that can protect the paint. And just figuring out who will be their two guard going forward. Other than that, I really don't I really don't see I really don't see nothing um Nothing bad in the future for the Lakers um, for this year. I don't see them going to the finals unless, you know, it's a blockbuster trade before that deadline. You know how LeBron do. Um, but other than that, um, that's the only takeaway I have from the Lakers, just finding that two-guard and, like you said, finding out who will be their center going forward. I can definitely see that because one of the things I'm noticing, I don't know if you've seen it, like they just, they just sent uh, their – you know, draft pick this season, Mo Wagner, who's out of out of Michigan. They just they re they he sent them down for assignment to the G League for you know just to get a rehab start in. So maybe okay. when he so maybe when he comes back, he can he can spell for McGee and put him and he can play the five some more for them. You know, and then like you said, I'm with you. Uh, KCP has been really been struggling at the two position. He's only mm-hmm. averaging about seven points, you know, a game, and he's he's not really shooting the ball really well. Right. You know, he's shooting only, he's he's shooting about 35% from the floor, 25% from three. So he's really not, he's really not shooting the ball like he was doing, like he's doing, you know, for the beginning part of his career when he's in Detroit. And then, like you said, Lance Stevenson has come on real well for them early. You know, Josh Hart, who I'm really high on. I think Josh Hart should be their starting two guard right now. You know, right. and then like, and then we're also dealing with the fact that you know, after the little, the, the, the so-called you know, fight that they had last last weekend with the Rockets, right? You know, you don't have Brandon Ingram, you don't have Rajon Rondo, so that's that kind of comes with it. But one of the other things I've noticed, and I'm not sure if you've seen it really, they are shooting porous from three point range. Yes, very. They they are 
They are shooting about 31% from the three. That's good for 27th in the league right now. And one of the things we noticed and one of the things we were all talking about, you know, going into the season and, you know, what even during the offseason, would the Lakers pick up a shooter who can help who can help open up the floor for them on offense to make defenses respect, you know, everything outside of the paint, which opens up the room for their for their finishers like LeBron and Kuzma and and Lonzo Ball, can they finish in the paint? You know, but they got but is is their shoot? But they need some shooters. That's just it. Right. So that's one. That's one of the other noticeable struggles I'm seeing from the Lakers. It's it's wild to me that they don't have that shooter right now. And it's and like I said, it's still early. They're still going to find a way to to make a deal because I know because I know Magic and Rob Palenka are going to find some way to wheel and deal to right. to send some pieces over to another team to acquire a shooter some way somehow. Big shout so, out to them because they they've been very aggressive with when um when they got LeBron also with not just stopping the LeBron trying to bring in leadership and um actually a couple guys that's been there before or you know made it out the first round of the playoffs so just trying to mold those guys the young guys with the right brand of you know um veterans and older guys so i think they would like you said they would be very aggressive um approaching the trade deadline maybe not and maybe not making that splash that they want or they might but i know next um in the summer they will be very aggressive and getting on lebron help Oh yeah, no question. Because that's it's one thing the Lakers are looking forward to is the summer of 2019 because of the potential free agents that could hit the market next summer. It's just right. you know we got to focus with with everybody who's looking at the Lakers right now. We got to focus on the here and now. And one of the things that they will need to make sure I think they're going to try and do before the trade deadline in some way is go out and get a shooter. They have the assets to make trades with teams. It's just. Who who would the Lakers eye to be that shooter for the team right now? Right now, their best three point shooter is is Josh Hart. He's shooting you know forty four percent from three right now. Then you got Lonzo Ball. So those are their two best shooters right now. But everybody else is shooting below thirty five percent. You know, Lance is at thirty three. Kuzma's at twenty twenty eight. KCP's at twenty five. Le- LeBron is shooting 17% from three. So that's one thing they will have to do is definitely go out and get a shooter outside of, you know, hopefully getting Mo Wagner back healthy so they can have some more size inside. But the Lakers will be fine. It's still early in the season. It's just those those are some of the noticeable struggles that I've seen so far starting this season out for them. Um, you know, they've already had some tough games. You know, just just to start out, you know, they've and even and even in those games, I won't because I'm not going to just focus particularly on their struggles because they've had some good moments this season so far, you know, um, with because you got to look at it. Their first game, that was their first game together. The second game, they were going up against a team who was in the Western Conference Finals last season. The, the, The game against the Spurs, they only lost by one point and it was in overtime. And they had and the, the way and, that game and the way that game ended was like super crazy. Like when um when Rudy Gay Rudy Gay came down and pulled that three. I think they were down maybe I think five or four when he hit that three. So it was like 
you didn't even expect it to go that far. Like I had Lakers fans uh, texting me like creep, like um, you know, too fast saying that they had already won that game and it wasn't even over. Like so, that game ended crazy. So that could have went either way. So I'll give yeah. you. So they, so they, they're, they're starting to figure it out. You're, you're noticing, because even with the game against against the Suns, they look, they looked very good against the Suns. They got, and it came down to some key defensive stops for them. And last season, and in the game last night against Denver, again, it came down the defense. They went on a run from, what was it, the middle of the third to the end of the game. It was a, no, not the middle right. of the third to the end of the game. It was like the last six minutes. Last six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Denver only scored six points. They went three of ten. You know, the Lakers won that game. It was like a, I think it was like a twenty-three or like the, 20, 28 to six run to end the to end the game last night. And I, so I think he recorded his first uh, his first LA triple double, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, LeBron had a triple double last night. He had yeah. he had twenty he had twenty-eight, eleven, and eleven last night. So it's. They're they're going to get it figured out. They're going to put it together to the point where we're going to be looking at the Lakers saying, "Oh snap, they could be a potential representative for the Western Conference in the in the in the NBA Finals this season." So who knows? Yeah. But that's that's just the Lakers because and even when we Walton get into too, like it's it's new for Walton because it's like he like this is his this is his first like this is his first. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, in his coach, in his short coaching stint, um, well, credit, you know, when he helped um, pick up with the Warriors, but that wasn't his, you know, his team. That kind of was already molded already before he had to take up on that leadership, man. They already knew what they needed to do. He was like that. <laughs> Walton, to me, with the Warriors, was like that, that just that chaperone, like they, they needed while, you know, while their parents were out. But, um, like, with the Lakers, this is his – this is his chance. Like this is his first time actually being with uh, a superstar caliber player, like of, of his own. Like this is his team. It, whatever fails is going to um, piggyback on um, Walton. So I think it's just every everybody in LA is filling each other out with Walton, with LeBron, with Lonzo, with Rondo. Like it's just a filling out thing. I think once the I think as the season progresses, they will progress. So. I'm just looking forward to seeing where they will be, you know, a couple months down the line. No question, no question. And, you know, watching that game last night against Denver, you know, we we, we really saw some good things. So everything is starting to come along fine for the Lakers right now. It's just one of the teams we noticed last night, they were playing Denver. Denver is starting to look really good right now. And one of the reasons they're looking so good right now is that man in the middle. Nikola Jokic, the Joker himself, it's he's looking like he could be, you know, a most improved guy. And is is the way he's going, he could be making the All Star team this year. You know, he's averaging about twenty three points, ten rebounds, and as a center, he's averaging six assists a game. Remember, yeah. remember that first game against. Oh, who did they play? Uh I'm trying to remember, but he had he had thirty five point he had thirty five points on eleven of eleven shooting and got a and I think he was close to getting a triple double that game if I'm not mistaken I got to pull up the got to pull up their stats from from that game because Denver was on a roll 
um, before they before they lost to the Lakers. It's just it's. It's just wild to see his his growth since he's been in the league so far. Like he's been he's been he's been amazing. You know, Nikola Jokic is 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 to to me he's one of the top he's he's one of the top twenty players in the in the league right now. If you want to be honest, he's, he's probably top fifteen in my book because he was. He was doing things. It was against Phoenix. He was doing things that was just incredible. He was, like I said, he had 35 points. He had 11 rebounds. He had 11 assists. He missed. He didn't miss any shots from the floor. He's 11 of 11. He's only the second player in league history to do that. The only other player to do and that Will. was was Will. Yep. So his to see him do that so far and the way he's been playing so far is is amazing. To me. What are, what are your thoughts on how he's been playing so far? Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, that's that. That just, like, I think, yeah, just perfect. Like, he went per- he went perfect from the field. Like, you can't ask for nothing better than that at the center side. And then, like, the, the, the just the crazy thing to me is, like, he's averaging six assists, like, like from the center side. Like, not too many centers, like, in this league has the vision to even average six assists. Uh, even within the eight games, like sure, he, I'm sure with the shooters that's around him, I'm, it's not. It wouldn't be hard for him to um to keep averaging the six assists. And plus, it's not just kicking it back out, you know, because he's getting doubled down. Some of those passes are actually, you know, flashy point guard type passes that he makes um to cutting um to the cutting guards that's on their team and credit the guards that's on their team that um do a lot of backdoor cutting and just playing off of um Joker. Um with Gary Harris and um Jamal Murray, I think that, that that dynamic at having either one of those at one of those guys at the point or the two benefits him um as well. So I think just the play of um Jokic will continue. Like I think it will continue. I don't see a reason why um why his points would why his um production would dip. Um and I see I see how hopes for I see how hopes for the Nuggets. If they continue to play this way I don't see why they wouldn't be a top five um, team in the West right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that, and that's just because of look at how, look at how their production is going right now. When you look at, when you look at their stat line, you got Jokic; he's averaging twenty three. Gary Harris is averaging nineteen. Will Barton coming off the bench for, well, no, he's not even coming off the bench. I think he was, he was hurt for those first couple games, but. He's come. He's come on strong. He's averaging about sixteen right now. He's he's going to be out for a while. He has a right. He has a he's a strain in his right hip and in his core. So he's going to be out for like five to six weeks. So he, he's definitely going to be missed with that in that rotation. But they're still fine because, like I said, Jamal Murray. He's averaging fifteen. Paul Millsap. He's averaging ten. You know they have a good. They have some good guys coming off the bench and Monte Morris and Trey Lyles and Malik Beasley and Mason Plumley. So they have they have the pieces to be like you like you said to be one of the top teams in the Western Conference this season. So they're possibly going to make the playoffs. The one right. of the things is it's it's just it all starts and ends with with Jokic. Yeah, you're right. They will go as far they will go as far as Jokic takes them. Like regardless of the stats he's having now, like he has to keep he has to keep this play at this level or better 
and to keep it going every every night. Like he has to he has to make that turn to like you said, being that most improved player, being that all star in order for the Nuggets to take that turn because it starts I think it starts with him, Murray and Murray and Gary Harris. Those three those three will dictate the growth and what the Nuggets will do this year. Yeah, I definitely see that happening. And because because even when you look at, you know, some of the bigs in the league, you know, Anthony Davis, and we'll get to him, you know, later on in the show, you know, compare comparing to what Nikola Jokic is doing. Now, granted, he's only 23. He's still young. He he's mm-hmm. not even he's not even really fully in his in his what you call basketball prime yet. What? It's. And he's already putting up numbers like this. He's already putting up, like I said, every every year since he's been with Denver. He's his points has improved, his rebounding has improved, and him passing the basketball has definitely improved. You know, he, it's one it's it's one of those things where you look at a player and you're like, yo, you're getting better every single time you step on the court for a season. Cause even right now, it's five games in. He's shooting 40% from three. He's shooting. He's shooting almost sixty percent from the floor altogether. So this dude is really turning into one of the one of the prime best players in the league, and really could make a claim, you know, if it weren't for guys like Embiid and Boogie Cousins when he comes back healthy, or guys like Anthony Davis. He would be one of the best centers. He'd probably be the best center in the league right now, and we haven't seen and we haven't seen play like this. In a long in a long time, only I mean, we have, but it's very few. It's very few players who have that skill set, and he has it. And him being listed at two fifty, like it's not like it's not like it's nothing that he can't do. Like you know, like you said, him um, his stats behind the three, he can move um, in the paint. His feet aren't slow. Like he he's able to step out and move around to guard. You know, at his position, like it's not. He's not really a liability at anything, you know, anything he does um, on the offense or defensive end. So, like, I just, I'm just looking forward to seeing, like, like you said, what, what will he do, like, throughout the year? Like, yeah, he, um, and then Will has that um, incredible stat that them two only um, accomplished. Um, the Nuggets right now are sitting at, I think, what four and one. The only loss that they just took to the Lakers. Um, I think they're playing good basketball. They keep it going once, like you said, once Will comes back. I think they'll just, yeah, they'll just keep the ball rolling. I look forward to seeing um, a top five team this year. If not, um, definitely playoffs. Definitely playoffs. Definitely see that coming. And as long as he keeps his nickname to the Joker, I'm okay. Because if what I've read is true, if his nickname is Big Honey, we're gonna have some issues. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Looking at a player and talking about his nickname is Big Honey. Like, yeah, I think the joke. I think the Joker's a little better, man. I think he's yeah. the Joker. <laughs> yeah, stick stick to his nickname being the Joker, and we'll be uh, he'd be all right in my book. So, but even with we were, and even with with the way the Joker has been playing, we had mentioned some of the guys on the Nuggets already. You know, they have to me behind behind Golden State and behind Portland. They have the best backcourt in the NBA with the likes of Jamal Murray and and Gary Harris at the one and the two spot. You don't you don't find many you don't find many uh one and two guards like that in the league right now combined because at first it was 
you know, at first you had it. It was Golden State. It was it was Portland. It was Toronto. Those were those were your three best backcourts in the league. But right. now you look at Toronto. DeMar DeRozan's in San Antonio. Portland, they still have their same group, but they're still trying to get stuff figured out. And we already know Golden State is Golden State. We just saw Steph, and I hate to say it, it was getting, and I know you don't want to hear it. It was against your Wizards. That, that, that Bama could not miss. So we know we know what that those backcourts are capable of. But when you got a young backcourt of Harris and Murray, who are both putting up ridiculous numbers right now both of them combined are averaging they're combined averaging about 30 if my math is right averaging about 34.8 points between the two of them so when you got a backcourt who can put up points for you like that in bunches you're going to be successful in this in the game right now um what else besides you know Jokic, what do you think of those two, and especially how they're benefiting the Nuggets right now? Because the Nuggets are looking really good. Um, you talking about you said Murray and who, Murray and Harris, or just yeah, just in general, uh, okay. about, just in general about the Nuggets. Um, I think the Nuggets. I think I think last year, um, they were. They were they were good last. They were actually good last year. I think the. The only thing that knocked that kind of knocked them last year were the injuries. Like I know Gary missed some um, significant time. I want to say Murray missed um, a little bit of time too. Um, I don't think they had, if I'm not mistaken. I think Trey Lyles was he? I think he was, or he might have been with Utah. Still, I'm not sure. Um, but I just think that I just think that the Nuggets, to me, I just think they were just a product of being in the West. Like you know how stacked the West is and. They just wasn't playing as good as basketball they are at the, at the this season right now at the time right now we're in right now with um only five games being played um the fifth game tonight so um I just think that with the play of those two like you said with the with the age of those three actually because if you look at it, all three of those guys are significantly like you said not even in that basketball prime yet I just think that the play that Gary Harris to me. I think is more it will his play will be more important to uh, than Jamal Murray just for the simple fact that I think that Murray is better on the ball, but he won't be as effective as he will be on the ball if Gary isn't as effective as he needs to be at the two. So I think that they both kind of like you said, like with when you brought up um, Portland with Letter and McCullum, I think they complement each other just as much as. CJ and as Dame, and I think that that's what the Nuggets are looking forward to when they want when they see those got those two on the court, just the same as as Dame a little. Because if you look over in Portland, that's kind of really you know what I'm saying what the Portland Portland are hanging their hat on. You know those two studs in the backcourt. So I think if those two guys, Murray and um, Gary Harris, approach the game like like a um, like a little like a McCollum, like a Wall and Bill even. I think that um, the ceiling is very high for the Nuggets. The ceiling is is super high, especially with the player Jokers, like we both um, commended to. Yeah, I can definitely definitely see that, especially with those with that group, because it's it's amazing to see how far they've come along from where they were last season to where they are now. 
it's like you said last season they it's 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 because they're in the western conference you know with the way the west is so stacked because even because denver could have been a very good could have been a playoff team last year they really could have we we both know it we both agree on that it was just the way the west was last year it was kind of hard for them to really they were really fighting for one of those playoff spots this year i don't think they'll be fighting i think they'll be literally the they could possibly be the fifth or sixth best team in the west because when you look at it you know new orleans new orleans losing to me losing rajon rondo hurt them a little bit but they look really well right now so they you know who knows what new orleans is going to look like with with the with the lakers we're still trying to get them figured out so who knows what's going to happen with them with everybody else we know we know we're expecting from everybody but i think denver's going to shake things up they're going to be that playoff team that's going to surprise a lot of teams you know coming into the you know later on this season so i can definitely definitely see you know, Denver being that surprise playoff team that's going to surprise a lot of people once the season gets going. So it doesn't surprise me that they're playing this well right now because, like you said, like we mentioned earlier, we already mentioned Jamal Murray. We already mentioned, uh, well, uh, uh, Gary Harris. We talked extensively about the play of Nikola Jokic. It's just they have so many pieces around them that's going to be beneficial for them. Paul Millsap is still one of those veteran guys who can – who's been in the playoffs so many years, he's going right. to have that experience to lead them on the floor. Will Barton, shout out to Will Barton, a product of, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore, the Baltimore yeah. basketball scene. He's going to be, he's going to be very beneficial for them this season because he's been putting in some work and he's going to be very, very key in the success of the Denver Nuggets. You mentioned Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, he was with Denver last season he was he was he was so he was he was on denver last season for the entire season it was i think it was let me see if i'm not mistaken he left utah after his second season so last season was his third year in the league and he came on to portland he did a really good job spelling them he averaged nine points and four rebounds for portland last year and right now he's on that pace to do the same thing he's averaging eight points and 4.6 rebounds a game, but he's also giving about two assists, and he's still – he might need to up his field goal percentage just a little bit, but that comes with the territory once the season gets going, so he'll be fine. It's – Portland Portland is just going to surprise a lot of teams this year, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do, you know, once the season gets going and gets a little further on into the regular season, and especially when it comes down to playoff time. Right. But you know, with with everything we mentioned, we talked about the Lakers, we talked about you know the play of Jokic. The 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 guy that's been standing out to me, and I said it last week, I I'll stand by it. I stand by it for as long as I live. Anthony Davis is the is is literally the third best player in the league. And he's coming for an MVP trophy. He is, he's balling lights out for New Orleans right now. And when you look back at how 
you know, how the games have been going for him just to just to start things out. First of all, he's averaging about 30 points with 13 rebounds, with five assists. This goes back to Jokic because Jokic is not the only guy who can who can really dish the ball like that for his teams. And he's also leading the league right now in blocks. He's averaging about three blocks a game. Anthony Davis is that dude. Anthony Davis to me is going is is going to be top three for as long as we remember. Um, what are your thoughts on the way Davis has been playing so far to start this season out? Um, I think Davis has been playing great. Um, like I said, I seen um, I seen a uh, interview with him um, the, uh, before the season started, and he said that he wants an MVP trophy. Like he said it. Like he feels like. He said he feels like he's the best player in the league. Like not number one, like not number two, not number three, not number four, not number five. He feels like he is the best player in the league. And um, when you say things like that, I mean your play has to back it up. Like you say, he's averaging thirty points, um, thirteen rebounds a game, and also dishing out um, five assists a game. I think the key to um, their success is Alvin Gentry. Like a lot of people don't give. Um, Incredibly, always finds a way to make things work with what he has. Like, never complains. He um, he won't like to put the teams that he's been with. He hasn't like got that player that 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 splash in um in free agency or signing um other than um Demarcus Cousins, which only you know proclaimed to be a rental kind of source. So it's like. With the team that he um he gets, he always finds a way to um be competitive, keep those guys winning. Randall, I think, was a key pickup, um, and a, definitely a big boost to AD's success. Not to say that him and um Boogie didn't play well together, but I feel that Randall is giving AD a little bit more space than what he would have had if you know him and um Boogie would have been on the court together. Randall was a good slasher. Um, he can hit that um mid-range jumper. Um, not really as consistent, and he would want it to, but very con- not very consistent. But he can work on it. Um, uh, Drew Holiday, he came on to the um towards the end of the year last year when he got back, and I think that he'll continue his play. So I think that with the with the pieces that AD has around him, it will only help him. For his claim um, as MVP, but if he keeps these numbers up, I don't see why he won't be considered for MVP. But man, that race is just that race is just so hard in the NBA, especially coming out of the West. So it's like I would hope that he will get one, but it's just like I said, it's just so hard with that with that race, and then bringing in LeBron to the West, it just makes it even harder. But um, his stats will show that he is arguably. Um, could be in the MVP race every year. Yeah, no question. Because you know, I'm looking at his I'm looking at his game logs, and it's one of the things I pulled up, you know, just to get ready. You know, he's doing things that's just un unreal and unheard of. You know, every game he's shooting over 50% from the floor. The first two games he shot over 60% from the floor. You know, he's he's able to he's able to open up the defense. You know, for the you know, he's able to open the defense up because he can shoot to the three point line. He can shoot, you know, beyond fifteen feet. He's not just your he's not just a center who's just 
okay, we're going to keep you in the paint, and that's about it. You know, this dude has really has really been showing something to start the season now, and it's scary because we're only they're only three games in, and we're already sitting here talking about how now. Yes, Anthony Davis had that interview with with uh, Rachel Nichols, and he did mention he felt like he's the best player in the league. And I feel like you should have that confidence. You should have that brash about yourself. You should believe that you're the best player in the league. And if you and like you said, if you're going to say it, your numbers better back it up. And one of the guys I never expected not to back those numbers up was Anthony Davis. Because even last night, even, even the game against the Clippers, he put up 34 points, 13 rebounds, five blocks, all while still shooting 52% from the floor and 66% from three because he was two or three from the uh for the from three-point range. And he got to the free throw line 15 times. He went 10 of 15 from the free throw line against the Clippers. And he also grabbed about of those 13 rebounds, five of them were offensive. So Anthony Davis does things on the basketball court that is that is ridiculously scary. And if he continues to play like that, I don't see how you can't look at New Orleans and be like, they're going to be a playoff team, you know, right. and they're going to need the play of Davis to do that. So what do you, what do you, what do you think about Davis? Do you think it's, do you think it's out of the realm of Davis being MVP this year? Cause I'm not like Stephen A. Smith who jokingly thinks because they play in the smoothie King center that he won't win MVP. That's just ridiculous to me. I know he's, it's just a joke, but yeah, Davis can yeah. do it. Yeah, like to me, um, honestly, I don't. It's just like it's just what the it's just what the voters are looking for, like you know, like because I think since he's been since he's been with the Pelicans, like his numbers are not shying away to say that he can't be the MVP. It's just that with when you put his numbers against those other, you know, contenders for the arm race, it gets it, it gets a little shaky, you know, because you'll have a Harden, you know what I'm saying, that maybe he's averaging, you know, maybe four points more than AD, but you know what I'm saying, five rebounds less, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it just really, it just really depends on, to me, what the other contenders are doing for the MVP race. But if he was to sit and average maybe <laughs> – Five more points than what he is now. Maybe thirty-five between thirty-five and forty points a game. Man, it it'll be hard not to give it to him. And then to and then also added that you know with that his team success also, you know. So with those two components, I think that I think that it, it it's not far fetched to say AD can win the MVP. I no, not a- just as relevant. Yeah, I think he's just as in the races, you know, as all LeBron, as all. James Harden is our Steph Curry, like, because he is a big piece for the Pelicans. Yeah, no question. Like, he's he's going to be very beneficial for the Pelicans going forward, like he always is. Again, like we had mentioned, he's one of I had stated earlier. He's top three player in the league right now. Only, only, literally, literally, only behind Anthony, uh, not Anthony, uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron, with LeBron being one and 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 Kevin Durant being two. So none of that surprises me at all you know that he's doing it he's been doing this for almost his entire career so far so to really be 
to really, you know, shine and doing what he's doing and still doing it at a consistent rate, it's it's going to be scary because like we mentioned when we were talking about Nikola Jokic, man, Anthony Davis again is only 25. He's still young. He's still entering his basketball prime. So just yeah, imagine yeah. just imagine what he's going to be like down the line once he re- once he really enters his prime. Like that that's that's scary. <laughs> Very scary. Very scary. Like, like that now is... you can see, like, like even with the, you know, the, the the younger years, like you can see the transformation, not just his game, but his physique, like his body, like it, it's changed drastically from Kentucky, like drastically. I mean, I know everybody's supposed to, you know, get a little bigger, get a little stronger, but he has took it to like times two, like with his with his growth and his muscle tone and his 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 um his strength. Like he, he you can just see it. Like you can just see it. And like he has to he has to have that physicality. Playing the center or power forward, wherever you want to place him on the court. He has to have that physicality to also withstand the injuries that he'll come that will come with playing as physical as he does and just being that that force in the paint, you know, because he can't he can step out and hit the three, but his money is inside the paint. His go-to moves, his post moves, and just his net. So I think also, yeah, to touch on what's his, like, the way he was taking care of his body and also putting himself in a better position to be that more physical player that the public is need him to be. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you touched on that because he's, he's one of those guys who – he's one of those guys who really – who really looks to make an impact for his team and trying to make sure that they're doing really well in the playoffs. So, you know, he's going to, he's going to be that guy who's going to be a threat for years and years to come, especially for new Orleans. And with, and if I'm new Orleans, I'm doing whatever they can, whatever they can do, to make sure they keep Anthony Davis in New Orleans. You don't you cannot let him walk. You cannot let him walk. They'll hate themselves forever. Like you just can't you just can't see yourself letting a player like that go and then tell your you know and then tell your others that they're or even, you know, go to the coach or front office and say, Yeah, we're rebuilding or, you know, we're going this way from there. Like it to me, there's no way, you know, other than AD. So, like, I yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm piggybacking what you're saying. Like, they have to do everything in the world to keep to keep him happy and to keep him around. Like, if he say, go get this person, like, you need to be trying to go get this person. And if you can't, you need to be trying to get a person that, you know, is close to that person he wants or, you know, trying to get him to understand that, you know, we will bring in this person or whatever you need, like, we have it because, you know, you see what happened to Kawhi. Like they didn't, they didn't care to want to do what he wanted, or as the way he wanted, or didn't even just give him the, you know, the respect that he deserved and wanted. So, and you see what happened to him. He he was on an injury. You know, people think that the injury wasn't that serious. Maybe some people think it was, and then 
you know, look at the end of it. Like, now he's in Toronto. And, you know, slap for um, DeMar DeRozan. Not saying that. Well, I think both of those trades benefited both of the teams, but I'm pretty sure both of those guys and the coaches and front office would want those players to be where they was, you know, last year. Yeah, no question. So if if I'm New Orleans, I find a way to keep Anthony Davis around. Anthony Davis right now to me is possibly going to be the MVP with the way he's playing right now, and I don't see how he won't be MVP. So that's that's definitely one of the things we've noticed, but you know, we're going uh, we're going we're going to cut this one. That was that was that was our latest episode of the Hand Down Man Down show. Tune in. I want you guys to be able to tune in next week. We got a lot of things coming down the pipe. You know, you know, before we get out of here, definitely want to send, you know, I don't know if you heard the news. We heard about the University of Utah track star who was gunned down this week. Want to send our, you know, well wishes out to the family out there. You know, it was good to see Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz send his sentiments out to the family. So we definitely want to send 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 some well wishes out to them. But you know, in the meantime, between time, we're gonna get out of here, guys. You know, this has been the Hand Down Man show for Danny. I'll catch y'all later. Tim, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, that's it, bro. I'm just um, glad to be back, man. I look forward to um, new things we got coming up. College basketball is um, right around the corner, so we'll have um, fresh basketball talk for you guys for the college um, aspect and and nothing else. I'm looking forward to the next um, show, bro. All right, man. We'll do that, man. We'll catch you guys later. All right, so-